right, welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, single track session number 106. Eric Manning here with Joel Hatch, and we are we have a full slate today uh, to cover, and we'll follow that up at the end with a couple really good Ask Trail Manners questions, so keep those coming. Um, we're going to start off, as you may have recognized, or maybe not, because uh, we've been off for so long, but we launched a Tuesday podcast. We did. Episode number 121, we had uh, Mrs. Tara Warren on. Mm-hmm. And we talked about her uh, UTMB experience this past year. One thing we didn't even talk about during the podcast, but you see she was the third American female. Right. Which, uh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. 3501. Uh, but it's a good show. Um, as most of you know that listen to the podcast, we giggle a lot and have a lot of fun, and that was definitely uh, one we had a lot of fun with. Uh, so we encourage everybody to go back and listen to that. We had her on as well on number three and number 34, so it's been a while since she's been on. Right. Uh, but just a great show, great person, uh, cool experience, and a great year, and we just wish her luck at the bear. Um, but then we also are ready for episode 122 coming next Tuesday. Which we've already recorded. We did, so put that on your calendar because we have a uh, longtime listener to the show. Right. Um, and her name is Erin Hill. And Local she, uphill Climbing specialist. Absolutely. I like that. Right. That should be on our business card. Yeah. Slash defendant. Yeah. Public <laughs> defender. That's right. Yes. Slash needs a superhero name. Right. I need to get her card just to keep it in my back pocket in case I need somebody <laughs> to help me out. Yeah, just if, right I get away. A, if I get in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> a little bit of a jam. Yeah. It's like, hold right? on. You get one phone call. I got it. Yeah. I, I got it. All right. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. I got on speed dial. And you're in trouble, suckers. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, we had Aaron Hill on and we talked about her experience her first hundred mile race and she's fairly new to trail running it's you know when we say that it's four or five years but even the racing um fairly new right she's had a good year but she capped that off with an amazing performance at uh, wasatch this year so we kind of talk about her background her history with running um as well as the experience at wasatch so we encourage everybody to listen to that next tuesday episode 122 and we want to definitely say thanks she actually brought us cheese crackers and tattoo arm sleeves. That was such a pleasant surprise. How unique. I put my tattoo yeah. arm sleeve on last night. Did you? Because it's like a full sleeve. Right. And I looked in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, I could pull that off. <laughs> oh, no. If I had a job. If, well, I have a job. <laughs> but if I wasn't worried in the future. Oh, yeah. Like you, know you had mean? to go back to the corporate world. Yeah. If I right? had to like go and do a nine to fiver. Right. I don't know. I think that so many like millennials now have those sleeves or a half sleeve mm-hmm. that's just kind of a given. Yeah, pretty right? much. I remember doing a lot of interviews and I worked at Smith and it never bothered me. I mean, we didn't interface with the public because it was like consumer service. Right. But I, I always appreciated when they'd come in and disclose it. Yeah. They'd come in with, you know, looking nice, long sleeve, and like, yeah. just so you know, I've got this. And I'm like, that's okay. I so see. you could do the same thing. You could yeah. roll your sleeve up and say, check these guns Yeah, out. check this out, sucker. Yeah. Um, but even mine comes down a little bit it does. under the sleeve right? Um, if I wear a shorter sleeve. But, uh, yeah, it was super cool. We love when our guests bring stuff, and it just kind of shows the guests that really know us. Or, True. Good cause, point. Because I got those cheese curd uh, hatch chilies yeah. ones. Oh, those yeah, have so you tried them? Yeah, yeah, I did. I haven't tried them I, yet. I, I tried those last night. Yeah, but I didn't try the chive cheese curds yet. Um, but yeah, even that she she brought the tattoo arm sleeve because she's heard me complain about my tattoo not being done right for months since April third is yeah. when I went in and I just completed it uh, with a twelve and a half hour session this <laughs> past weekend. Right. Um, so that was a very long session and my arm still hurts, but it's done. But uh, yeah, thank you, Aaron. Uh, 
what a great show. I've had the opportunity to go back and kind of mix that, and we laughed quite a bit. Right. Quite it was a good bit. fun. So it was a lot of fun. So without further ado, we're going to get uh, rolling here on the, kind of our normal show, kind of what's happened this past week, what's coming up, and uh, what's going on. We don't do this a lot. We kind of foo-foo it a lot in good gist, but uh, we're gonna first thing we're gonna talk about is the new marathon world record. Right, road road marathon. road marathon, and we don't talk about road running. No, I've never run a road marathon. It's I have no plans to run a road marathon, but you got to give give you props. Recognize, <laughs> right? When, when things happen, I mean, it blew up all over social media, so I'm it sure did. everybody out there knows about it. But it it absolutely, I'd feel. Not like I, I wouldn't feel like I was doing this podcast justice if I didn't bring it up. Yeah, his name I have to go for. Yeah, and I haven't listened to it on ESPN, so I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> um, it's E L I U D. That's the first name, so I'm going to go with Elliot. Oh yeah, right. Good. Last name is K I P C H O G E. So I'm going with Kipchoge. Yeah, because that just sounds cool. And he's from Kenya, right? So he ran this past weekend the Berlin Marathon. Mm-hmm. He ran it in 2:01, right? 39. So it's a new marathon world record. He beat the old one. Now this doesn't sound like much when you you know, especially from the trail world or just in life, right? He beat it by one minute 18 seconds. That's a lot. But when you're talking the road marathon at that speed, he for those people out there, all you runners, he averaged for 26.2 miles, average 4:39 mile. That's insane. For 26.2 miles. And I don't right. know if anybody's had the opportunity to kind of just see a little bit of it. <clears throat> not the whole thing, because I'd fall asleep. Like, no, I'm not going to say because I don't want to offend anybody. But he looked so smooth. Like, he didn't yes. look like he was working. Right. <laughs> I was looking at this him. Like, down, he's like, where's the cheese curds? Yeah, he's like, come on, dude. Who yeah. brought the IPA, man? Right. You know? But uh, it just so, it was beautiful. I mean, he just looked like he wasn't even, it right. was effortless. Right. Um. And they were talking. I saw somewhere. I was reading somewhere, and this is where I'm not familiar with road marathons, and I don't want to get down the rabbit hole. But it talked about how he kept dropping his pacers. Oh yeah. So he had three pacers in the race. I didn't know you were allowed to do that. I didn't either. But it, I was reading it, and they kept dropping like them. Rabbits. Yeah, they call them rabbits, I think. But in the article I read, they call them pacers. But mm-hmm. he kept dropping them. And they so said, they're setting that pace for, for him. Gotcha. So basic, basically. Hey, basically. that's an interesting thought. Yeah. If they're breaking that. They're they're creating that wind block for the, mm-hmm. that person. Huh. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, and right? I, read, I read something else because they did that Nike two-mile, yeah, like right. two hours and 25 seconds. Yep. But stuff like that didn't count because they actually were drafting. Right. Right. But I don't think in this race he was drafting. I think right. they were just pacing with him because there is a rule there gotcha. somewhere. And I don't know what it is. I don't want to get down the rabbit hole. Hmm. But either way. <clears throat> the effort's still is amazing. Yeah, two hundred one thirty nine four thirty nine miles. That's for insane. Twenty six point two. Yeah. So, man, trucker hats off to you, bro. Congratulations. Right. And uh, be nice for him to step into the real world. And yeah. Do a trail marathon. Yeah, get him up here on the BST. Yeah. See what he's got. Right. <laughs> I'll see. I'll, I'll I'll let it. I'll let him give me a head start. Yeah. But uh, it's not. I don't know, man. I know people talk about it, but one thirty nine. 140, technically, one minute, 40 seconds to go under the two-hour That's still marathon. significant. It's huge. That's, oh, it's huge. That's insane. It's it's a huge gap. Yeah. Um, but I don't I, know. I think we'll see it in our lifetime. I hope so. I think that'd be cool. Because that means you and I are going to live for a very long time. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> hope not too long. Right. You know, I'd hope not too long sitting there pooping my pants watching on TV or something. Right. But, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll move on. But uh, huge, huge accomplishment. It's just right. amazing. Like, I can't even fathom that. It makes me kind of vomit in my mouth thinking about it. Um, then we'll go to the next one. I know this is going to be breaking news. We always like to tap into this. Um, it's pretty rare. It's just, I mean, it's like coming over the wire, like, right. uh, but Killian, the Hornet, has won another race. Two races, didn't he? He just, he, I don't know, man. Because didn't they have two races back to back? I'm not even sure. I think they did. I so the first one was Ring of Steel. Ring, uh, Ring of Steel Sky Race. Right. Um, it's 29k. Um, you gain 2,500 meters since it's over in yeah, that's a there. Lot. It's still for 29k. That's, that's like eight, nine thousand feet. But once again, he decided not just to win, but break the course record. Of course. Um, so, and he's just coming off a UTMB drop. Right. Again, we talked so about. So he's pretty fresh. Yeah, he's super fresh. You know, he's got the bee sting covered in mud. Right. You know, whatever. Um, but we talk about Courtney, and we think she's hands down. Just give her the alternate of the year. I think the same goes with Killian. I think he's up there right. because he's he's literally had a, a year, a flawless year minus UTMB. That might be the only race. UTMB is the only race I think that he has not won, right? I mean, we'd have this to back year? and check. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um, he's won a ton this year. Everything. Right. Yeah. Everything he's raced this year, he's won but UTMB. Right. Um, Twenty minutes better than the old course record. Um, he did it in three oh four. So I think the next day he went to Glencoe and did a shorter race there and won. The Glencoe Skyline race? Yeah. Um, I can find it real quick. Yeah, he did. Yeah, in 337. Yeah, see? So, yeah. So he decided to just go back-to-back and win two races in a row. Right. Um, yeah, just craziness, man. Come on. I can't fathom that stuff. Back-to-back at that level. It's right. not just like running. Yeah. Like back-to-backs. I mean, he was a... It's not like he came over here. And it's not like he did Ring of Steel and then got on a plane and flew over here and ran the Nordic Valley 7K. Yeah. Right? And won that. Yeah. No. The, the competition's a little stiffer on those races over there in yeah, Scotland. I would, I would think so. And, you know, the... Um, oh, I lost my train of thought now, but the race over in uh, the Ring of Steel race is like it's part of the Golden Trail series, and right. they're saying it's the most technical of all the races. Really? So, yeah. Oh my gosh! So that means it's even harder. Yeah. Right? Um, scrambling everything. So right. it comes off that with that kind of technicality, and then goes to Glencoe in Scotland. Yeah. So you know, one weekend he's you know crushing one, and the next day he's crushing another. So right. just crazy. Super cool though. It's always fun to see again having someone like this in our lifetime to watch. Right. You know, he is just phenomenal, and uh, yeah. Best of luck to him and the next race he wins, whatever he enters. Um, but there's there's a few other races this weekend. I think we have uh, we can go to Run Rabbit Run next. Mm-hmm. We kind of threw out some predictions for that. Right. Um, I don't think we were far off. We were a little off the mark. We both kind of said Jeff Browning was going to win. Yeah, he took he came third. In third. Yeah, he was uh, about an hour behind the winner, Jason right. Slarb. Uh, Slarb had a great day. He did. That was awesome. And he took home. 13500 bucks. That's pretty good. That's not bad for a day's work. No, not at all. A um, little bit more than we're pulling in. Right. Uh, second place was uh, our local dude, Mark Hammond. Super excited to see him yes. take second. Um, I didn't think that he'd be able to do that off of UTMB, but good for him, man. So he, he took home uh, 7500 bucks. Yeah. And then Jeff Browning did come in third. He That's was, like the ultra sweep right there. It was. Right? I think top four. That's that awesome. Because Kyle Pateri, I think he's ultra and he took fourth. Right. Um, so yeah, Jeff Browning took home 5k. So for top three people, that's a pretty good weekend. Yeah, it is. I mean, but you got to 
I was thinking about this because Jeff's pretty competitive. We know Jeff. He's yeah. pretty competitive. He but he's not like, oh, he doesn't come out and he's not like super aggressive competitive. Right. But 13-5 to 5, that's a little bit of difference. For, you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, yeah. So that's huge. That's huge. Because you know, know who's going to win. I think Ultra is like super excited, but then they're like looking at these finishes and they're going, dang, man, we probably got to match that. That's probably in the athlete contract. Or, Somewhere, yeah. You know what I mean? They got to match that winning. Or even next year, some of these people might be going, hey, we're bringing you a lot of... I think Ultra was a sponsor of the race, too, right? <laughs> so that race could have cost them a little bit. Yeah, I think it cost them quite a bit. They're going to have to sell a few more shoes. Um, but yeah, that was the men was uh, Schlarb, Hammond, and Browning, right. um, top three. Uh, one name I saw in there that I haven't seen for a while was seventh place Andrew Skirka. Yeah, he's the hiker, right? He's the, the mountaineer true, type guy, true too. hiker. Yeah, so you haven't seen his he's name fast. for a little while. On the women's side, Michelle Yates came away with the win in 22-33, followed up by Roca... Talo from Spain, mm-hmm. um, and third place was uh, Carrie. Um, she was no, I'm sorry, Emma Roca. I'm sorry, oh, okay. Carrie was fourth. Um, yeah. I think I picked her to win, so she took fourth. And that was on the hair side. They had 40 finishers on the hair side. Mm. I think, and it doesn't show DNFs, so that's a pretty small. That's smaller field than I thought. Right, which is rightfully so. But uh, I mean, you think of the hairs. If you take 40th, you're last, but you're probably faster than. I don't know. A lot of the tortoises. The tortoise? yeah. well, maybe not. Maybe there might be a couple of fast let's tortoises. Let's see. Um, let's, let me take the times. Yeah, 30-22. So, yeah, that was 40th place. Maybe right. they should have been on the tortoise side. I don't know. Because yeah. the tortoise winner was 22-23. Oh. So, time-wise, they were the uh, – Charlie close. MacArthur from Steamboat won the tortoises 22-23. So, he was about four hours behind Slarb. Right. That's, that's not bad. significant. That is. Right. But, I mean – Like, in the money race, that's pretty significant. But he would have came in – that's still really fast. He would have came in eighth place in the hairs, though. Yeah. So that's super awesome. I mean, he, and he coming ahead of, well, all the female finishers and of some solid men's finishers as well. Right. Um, but yeah, so the tortoise side, uh, on the men's side, Charlie MacArthur, Chris Kudrin, and Ted Bross, and uh, Ted was twenty four twenty three. On the women's side, we had uh, Brianna Tid. Um, up next was Paolo Fierro. From Colombia, hmm. that's a little different for me. And Kim Jimenez from Long Beach. So, hmm. money race still pulling it in. I mean, they had 167 finishers in the the tortoise race, 168. Right. So that's pretty good. They got a new course, I guess. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, I think they have a late time start time too, if I remember uh, right. I think you're right. Um, Making them race through the night. Yeah, but uh, course record Slarb has on that. Seventeen fifteen. That's fast. But I go back to when you change courses, you don't know how they hold up to the other one. Right. Right? Because uh, Rob Carr had 17.40. I mean, there's some fast course records there. But that was our run rabbit run. Uh, the next one we'll bring up is the I'm Tough in Idaho. Which right. We've had friends do that. We had some friends run it this year. Super tough race. There's a lot of discrepancy on the length of this race. <laughs> it's like billed as a 100 miler. 110, 111. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some some di- some different ones, but the winner came through in 1922 on the men's side. David Ayala from Bozeman, followed by Andy Reid and Jesse Rickard. Rickard uh, on the women's side. Olga Olga won. <laughs> Nev Trinos, and uh, second was Helen Scotch. Third was Molly Zern. Um, mm-hmm. We had some friends run that. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart, buddy of ours, he ran that. Looks um, like they all had a good time. Yeah, had a good time. Um, who else was running that one? There was uh, Jeremy Actor, Jackie Actor. Right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm tough. That's a tough race, though. Like, literally. It's I went up there one year, paced a little bit, crewed it. Beautiful country. Yeah. Um, start finish is phenomenal. Right. Uh, Bergdorf there. Super cool. Um, pretty remote. It is extremely remote, and yeah. it's a long drive. Like, like uh, scary remote. I think it was the week before, maybe even less, but it might have been seven-day notice. Uh, John Stewart says, hey, man, you want to come pace? Yeah. And I already had plans, and I don't know if I could have got away, but I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I keep up with you, even if you're having a bad day. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that, was that one. But the, uh, here's the one I want to talk about a little bit, uh, okay. Tour de Jean. Yeah. So this is this is the one that a lot of people have been talking about. I think you're going to see a much bigger interest in this next year. I think so. Um, it's 353K or 219 miles. Right. Um, and it's through the Italian Alps. How much climbing's on there? Do you know? I don't. From what I understand, there's a ton of climbing. I don't know. I thought I saw, like, 80,000 feet. Oh, God. I could be wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. You're hoping you are? Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'd have to do a little more research, so apologize about that. But basically, it's a beast. Mm -hmm. And this race had uh, 534 people finished, 480 men, 54 female. Wow. 359 withdrew. Whoa. Yeah, 307 male, 52 female, and one female was disqualified. Uh -oh. I don't know why, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but the winner of this finished in 74 hours and three minutes. That's crazy. Um Unbelievable. Now, I know we have 200-mile races here. Right. But this one is a little, I'm going to say tougher, right? I'm going to say tougher. With the vertical, with right. everything else. Um, but and we the weather. I think the weather was it, not, not ideal. The pictures I saw, everybody was bundled up pretty good. Right. Yeah, I think Luke had a, every piece of Patagonia apparel he had at one point. Yep. Um, but it was pretty cool because the Americans over there, uh, Matthew Smith took 7th and 85-14. Friend of the show, Luke Nelson, um, he finished 8th. And he did an 85-22. Yeah. And he called it like the greatest experience of his life, basically. Yeah. Um, we also, who else was over there that we saw? Joe Grant uh, was over there, but he dropped. Yeah, Avery Collins finished 11th here from the States. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, a big foreign contingency, obviously, being where it's at. Right. It, it makes more sense. But yeah, I mean, just, it looks beautiful, though. But I don't know, pain threshold. I mean, you have 359 people drop. Yeah. Um, 534, so it's, you know, you're still getting 60% plus yeah. finish rate, so that's pretty good still. I guess. <laughs> it is, especially for that distance. But I, I would be curious, and I don't have time to look, but I'd be curious what, like, the cutoff or the last place person is. I mean, Oh, talking, yeah, do you have a week? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how long you get. I mean, you got to be well over 100-plus hours, though, obviously, Yeah. Um, because of the times. But, yeah, pretty pretty awesome. So it was really cool to see, kind of follow and see how well, you know, Luke did over there. Because um, I know he's been really gearing up for that race. Right. And he's done, he's run everywhere. And he's very experienced. So to call that one of the greatest things he's done is pretty cool. Right. Um, but other than that, there's a lot of other races that went on last weekend, most of them overseas. There was a new 100-miler this last weekend in Washington. Did you see that? Uh -uh. It's like 10 away or Oh, yeah, or I did see that. Something like that. 10 away. Yeah, this sounds like it's going to be a, an interesting race in the next couple of years, just because of the the report says that the climbs and the descents seem to lack switchbacks. So uh -oh. it's like straight up and straight down. Okay. That means it's hard. That means it's hard. 
I'm trying to f- snake it in, but I can't find anything real quick on it. Right. Um, but yeah, I did. They see have that. a website, and you know, it's on Ultra Sign Up and all that stuff. But anyways, it, it could be a, a nice option. Uh, it's up in Washington, and it's T really? E A M. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah, let's see what is it real quick. I got it right here. Um, Twenty-eight thousand feet of gain. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I it looks like that. it's an out and back too. Is it? It looks like it. if you if you pull the course profile. It, it kind of looks like it's an outback. Our website's not working for me. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you see that that climb and then that climb. Oh, yeah, here's yeah. the map. You can right. see the map there. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of flat running sections. No, there's a lot just up and down. It's, That's a, heart, all it's a heartbeat. Yeah. It's a heartbeat for sure. Um, but, yeah, I did see that. Cool logo. I did see that, and I was kind of curious about it a little bit because it was a new one. But Anyways, it's just an option coming going forward for, for people. That uh, want to check that. We also had the, and I always spell. I always say this wrong, and it makes people not happy with me. It's is it Mogian? Mogian? Mugian. Mugian. I think it's Mugian. Mugian monster down in Arizona. Yeah. Hundred mile that kind of got resurrected a little bit. Right. I'm um, glad they did that. I am too. So that's back. That's that's a qualifier. Mm-hmm. Um, this will definitely be a qualifier. The Tenaway. It's in uh, C L E space bar. E-L-U-M, so Clay Elm, I don't know. Oh, they, yeah, Clay Elm. Yeah, they don't have their results up yet um, on their on the Tainaway, but, uh, yeah, that was a new one. Uh, another thing we talked about a little bit last week was uh, Ben Light doing right. his Wasatch 100 slash... Um, uh, 300-mile journey. Yeah, three... Right, because uh, yeah. he did the Tahoe 200. Yeah, so and we have some kind of res- unofficial because... They gave him a finish time, right? Um, but and he, he didn't. got a bu- he got a buckle. Yeah, saw that. But he didn't finish during the race because he got a late start, right? Um, so he finished Wasatch 100. Still, the Wasatch 100 he finished in 30:38, right? Solid time. Tahoe 200 he finished in 83:52. That's insane. So between the 300 miles, I mean, we're 113, 114 hours. So that's a lot. That's uh, and that's two states of plane ride, right? Everything else, so. Oh, my gosh. And he, we've had him on the show. It'd be fun to get him to kind of talk about the logistics and how all that went down. But right. Pretty phenomenal, Ben. Uh, congratulations. That dude's tough. He's super tough, man. Just right. when we had him on the show, he just he's like he's like chiseled tough. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. when he gets old, like right. in his 60s, and gets some wrinkles in his face, he's mm-hmm. going to look like Clint Eastwood badass. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? for like, sure. Get off my lawn. Yeah. That's what he's going to end up looking like. Just super yeah. sto- stoic is the word I'm looking for. Um, another cool thing we never really covered, uh, but it's over, is the LazCon. <laughs> yeah. He had well, to hurry up, get he, back back home. He did. He had to kind of kick it in gear. Um, and I was kind of looking at it here and there, but it was kind of funny because he'd do his, uh, which is Lazarus, which is the Barclays RD. Right. Gary, Gary Cantrell. Um, so he basically went from um, uh, Newport, Rhode Island, right, the Atlantic Ocean, uh, to Newport, Oregon, on right. the Pacific Ocean. Um, and, and some of the things is like they did these this little following him and people right. were doing comments and he's like yeah I offered him a glass I offered him some water and he, but he wanted a cigarette yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I was, so I was talking funny. to Grant Nicholas this past weekend because I got a chance to run with him and uh, he he had paced um, Laz. Laz for a little bit yeah. he was just telling me stories about it and yeah he just wanted like Coke and Dr Pepper and cigarettes that was his go to that is so funny yeah. Uh, how, how cool would that be, though, to walk with that guy right. when he's in different states of 
whatever he's doing. Right. Just hearing stories. Yeah. Because not even with Barclays, but you, you look at him, you know he's got stories. Oh, yeah. For sure. Right. Um, you know, bodies buried in places. But uh, he did it in 126 days, 11 hours, 41 minutes, and 57 seconds. Yeah, he had it down right to the second. Yep. And uh, he says he thinks he's going to take the day off after he finished. I'm right. Like, That's probably a good idea. Put <laughs> your feet up. Grab a pack of smokes. Right. <laughs> They had the, uh, I think the, the the mini Barkley was this last weekend. Yeah, it was a Barkley Fall Classic. Yeah. Yeah, that was t- that took place this past mm-hmm. weekend for sure. Um, that's, you know, they can call it whatever they want, but that looks hard as hell. Yeah, no, thank you, because I think those briars are, like, smaller yeah. and, and longer Yeah, Cause this I, time of year. No, saw, thank you. Saw some photos of people's legs, and they yeah. are way worse than people that do the Barkley. Now, I know oh, yeah. the Barkley's harder, don't get me wrong, oh, but God, this yeah. is not, like easy. Yeah. It's not like, hey, I'm going to run a marathon. Now I'm going to run a 5K this weekend. This yeah. is still a butt kicker. Uh, but that, that was this past weekend um, for those guys and gals around that. Um, all right, what do we got now? A uh, little, little shameless plug because we're getting there, folks, and we momentum's picked up. Well, yeah, it's we're, time to advertise. Word of Talk mouth. About yeah, so we do have our Nordic Valley 7K December 15th this year. Right. Um, we had our first one last year. We sold out, uh, 100 people cap. Right. Um, and it was a beautiful day. Uh, yeah. It was, we got some snow the day that just, it happened. Just a titch. Just, just enough to make it fun. Right. Er. Yeah, um, but it's you know we kind of bill it as hey we're in Utah we hope there's snow on the course right. but you never know. Yep. Um, and you basically we have we start at the bottom, you go to the top. Yep. Run around and come back down. Yeah. And it's a be- it's fun. Uh, people last year I was really shocked at all the amount of people just hung out at the finish line with the right. snow on. And we start early enough so you can you know not have skiers on the mountain but you finish so you can head back to your car, switch your clothes, grab your skis. Yeah. Ski for a few hours of the Or family. go shopping. Yeah, or go shopping. You're up uh, in our area. So want to throw that out there. We've had some people register. We've had a lot more people talk to us about it. And, of course, we've been plugging it on the show. But, again, it's the Nordic 7K. We'll have links in the show notes if you're interested. Um, it's a fun day. Um, it's just kind of billed as a, as a party race. Just have fun. Right. Um, and, again, last year we had people showing up. And uh, I think they all had a good time. I um, think so, too. Um, from first to, to last. So, Love to see people out to that this year um, if you can make it. And it's, I mean, you still have the day ahead of you. You can get it done. Yeah, exactly. You still have the whole day. 7K you know? is only four miles. So. Yeah, if you want to go, you know, baking or cooking or whatever you want to do. Water skiing. Go Pine View. Yeah. <laughs> it's only December. Put on a, put on a dry suit. Um, so we're going to skip here to uh, we'll go right into Woody Footies. It's Joel's week. Yes. Um, we did notice a lot of cool Woody Footies. And I will throw this out. The Pacific Northwest is on fire right now. Right. Not like literally like we are in Utah, but like I shouldn't probably pick better verbiage for that. But right. Pacific Northwest is tearing it up it. right now. They're crushing it. <laughs> they're killing it. Yeah. Um, Them and our East Coast folks. Oh, yeah. I think right? their leaves are better than ours right now. Probably. Yeah. Ours are just sad right ours now. Ours are dry. Yeah. Colors. But, yeah, the East Coast, they always do well. Um, just because it's so different between the two, right? Right. Um, but Joel got to pick the winner this week, and yeah. uh, it is a beautiful photo. So, Joel, I'll let you kind of take this. Again, this is by Sign Garage, where I went last week mm-hmm. to check them out. Um, I haven't been in for a while. They're doing cool. They're just kind of gearing up for the holidays. So even if you're not a race director and you want some cool gear, some specials, they do all kinds of cool stuff. I'm doing a customized cutting board for my daughter. Right. Um, they'll do all kinds of stuff for you. So go in and say hi to uh, Nate and Elizabeth there on 25th Street, Sign Garage. I got some cool stuff, especially for the holidays coming up. Um, and they're the ones that make it possible to send out these really cool limited edition trucker hats. Right. Um, but, Joel, you'll go ahead and uh, who who won this week? Uh, 
Uh, Andrew Wetton. Andrew Wetton. Yeah, up uh, in Logan. Logan. Like Logan, North Logan something. I don't know. On a mountain. Some trail somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's a cool photo. How's that? And he's got his dog in. He's got his dog, right? Which is super cool. It's a good picture. So that's... Uh, that's a winner. So, Andrew, if you uh, are listening to the show, go ahead and email manners at trailmanners.com. Give me your shipping address, and we will go ahead and get your limited edition trucker hat out to you right He's away. He's a local guy, so maybe you can meet him at the coffee shop. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or he can run down because he's super fast. He is fast. Um, he's come to a few of our races yeah. in the past. So uh, congratulations, Andrew. And keep keep those coming in, especially with the, the, the leaves changing. Um, I'm going to throw this shameless plug out there. I'm a huge Aspen tree fan, like Jamungus. Right. So if you see some of those. Uh, those are starting to change here. I'm picking the winner next week. So yeah. I'm just throwing that out there, people. Just saying, Aspen trees. You might get something extra in your basket. You, you probably will. Yeah. You probably will. So, uh, yeah. And because I'm looking, uh, we'll go there. But, yeah, that's that's a little sh- little hint hint for you, maybe. Right. Um, last week, Strava. Let's uh, let's cover that real quick. Okay. Um Buddy of ours, uh, Spencer Wells, oh. and the Palisades crew, because right he on. ran I'm Tough. Yeah. He did distance in 126.3. Nice. Uh, total run time, 37.38. Wow. Climbing, though, went to Brian Colmo in 20,791. Hmm. So, um, and then was it was a small week. And it was interesting, too, because... Uh, I, I thought I'm Tough had over 20,000 feet. So I'm looking, because climbing second was Jackie Actor, who ran I'm Tough, and right. then John Stewart, and they were at about 19 and change. Oh, okay. So it's so little, really close. Really close gotcha. to that. So, um, and it was kind of funny. Distance, Jackie was second. Roll runtime, Jackie was second. John yeah. was third. So gotcha. The... the uh, I'm tough. People kind of dominated the board, yeah. which might even happen more moving forward. With if you're running a hundred mile race, yeah, I think a lot of people that aren't running these races are kind of winding down a little bit. Uh, so that was our Strava week. Um, what else we got? We have our Woody Footy Strava. How about Ask Trail Manners? Because oh. we got some really good questions. Wait a minute. Before we get to that, did yeah. you see that um, a hunter was killed last week? A hunter? Yeah. Oh, by a bear? By a grizzly. And they went and killed the grizzly. Well, yeah, they had to. Yeah. I saw, did I didn't, see that? I saw, I didn't read everything because I'm a huge grizzly bear person. I right. love them. And all I read was they found the grizzly and yeah. put it down. And that always makes me sad. Right. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it always, I always question it too. Right. Because I'm like, okay, were you, you know, I don't know how come the grizzly killed you. Yeah. Were you trying to give it a hug? Yeah. Cuddle? Definitely not this. So, do you know what happened? Do you know? Yeah. The story? So, I, when I was up in Jackson this last weekend, um, the incident happened on Friday. Okay. And then the story started coming out on Saturday, and the more the story came out on Sunday, and you know, just the nonsense of social media kind of muddled everything up until the last few days, where the picture became very clear what happened. Okay. And so, uh, a guide. And his client were out hunting out in the Teton wilderness in a very remote area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shot the elk with an arrow, right? But they couldn't retrieve the elk because it had wandered away. Okay. So they came back on Friday morning to find the elk, mm-hmm. right? So they found the elk and there was no apparent signs of bear, right? Because I think they had checked to make sure. So they were cutting up the bear, or they were cutting up the elk. To pack it out? Yeah. And here comes the bear out of the woods, full charge at them, got a hold of the guide, was chomping on the guide, and then the client was getting a handgun out to shoot the bear, and something happened, like he couldn't shoot the bear. 
for some reason. Gun didn't fire. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. I I think that the situation happens so quickly that, you know, it's hard to tell what happened. Um, So then the bear turned on the client, came over and started chomping on the client, and then he threw the gun to the guide. Holy cow. Right? And then the client took off because the bear turned back to the guide. The client took off, got on his horse, and ran to get help. At that point, you know, the bear was totally focused on the guide. The guide unloaded a whole can of pepper spray into the bear, close range. Did nothing. Oh, my God. The moral of the story is don't rely on bear spray. Yeah. Well, I wonder, too, if the bear was already so jacked up. Yeah. Adrenaline. Yeah, oh, for sure, right? The the bear, I mean. Yeah, there was no stopping that bear. Yeah. And the bear had its grown cub with it. The cub was a year and a half old, they determined. Wow. So that's a grown cub. So the the mom was still being protective of the cub. Yeah. And I think what they were saying in the end is that the bear had kind of claimed that that carcass already. Yeah. Um, So that was another thing. when someone came in. Exactly. And it's just terrible. They, they, They found the guide uphill of the incident. And the guide had not been, like, fed on or anything. Oh, they just killed so it was, yeah, Protecting the yeah. feed. And the they food. determined that the cub had also helped in the killing yeah. as well. Man, did they put both of them down? Yeah, they definitely had they to. Do? Yeah. Man. Right. So the moral of the story is bear spray is not a fail-safe. Yeah. Unless you put it on a human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then it's fail-safe, yeah. right? Then, yeah. then it's definitely going to... I'll vouch for that. Right. So that's no, too bad. It, it is too bad. It's a terrible story, and there was just a whole bunch of nonsense on social media. Um, but, you know, you feel bad for the, for the guy. Yeah, because, I mean, it is. I mean, you got two sides. One, not knowing the entire story. Right, and I think that was a big problem. Yeah. Is that, you know, there was all this information kind of being not leaked out, but just as much information as they knew was coming out. And they were trying to piece things their own way Yeah, together, exactly, and scene. people were just jumping to conclusions right away, just saying all sorts of nasty stuff. People that didn't know the area. Yeah. We're just spouting off and like you don't know this area. You got you got to step back, get all the facts, and then form an opinion. Yeah, that's yeah, too it's bad. Stupid. Too bad okay. for all involved. Yeah, for it sure. Because you were so we kind of skipped that. You went up last weekend. Yeah, in Tetons. Went, Where'd went, you run this past oh, weekend? Oh man, we ran on the Skyline Trail, which is um, it's, it's a ridge off of Snow King, which I'd never been on before on that trail. So where's that for people that don't know? Is that in Jackson? Is yeah, it it's in up in Jackson. Drake? It's right. Okay. It's right in town, Jackson. So, you can so live in from Jackson. Snow King, you can do this big monster loop. We did a, a smaller loop of sixteen miles, but still, it was awesome. You get way back in the kind of spooky area, like. You're like oh shoot! Did you guys have bear spray? Uh, Grant did, yeah. yeah cool. He, he took bear spray, and we saw uh, we saw two hunters coming out, and then on our way back, we saw a bunch of mountain bikers. Okay. But at first, we didn't see anybody. It was awesome. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. It was it was cool. being out there by yourself. It was it was really pretty. The leaves were starting to change. The weather was great. No smoke in the air. Oh. It was good fun. It was it was everything I could ask for. Yeah, that's right? awesome. I loved it. That's had really had cool. great company. Grant Nicholas yeah, took me on a tour. Yeah, it was good fun. You know, we, we had we had a, g- a good chat about um, ultra runners' salaries. Oh, nice. Yeah, he had some inside information. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, I was really surprised at some of the stuff that that he was telling me. Wow, that's it, cool. Yeah, it's Grant. It's funny, you know, Grant. He I got a extended hangout with him this summer. Palisades. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was, it was a lot of fun. I love the area up there, though, man. I, I still want to. It would be fun to get up there again. Um, just for the one, just the Teton trip, it would be nice to go up and just 
do a little bit more you know, right because you're so used to it here and i haven't touched on it a little bit but we want to send because we love this but uh, utah is severely on fire oh. structures being burned people being evacuated and right again tip a hat to the the fire crews that are battling day and night 24 7 for just weeks and weeks to yeah. keep people safe it's it's ugly it's been a bad year right man just just be careful no matter yeah. what you're doing especially if you're camping if you're out in the woods um, just be really conscious of what you're doing and leaving no trace at all right um, literally um, because it's scary I, I you know we did some trail work <clears throat> cleanup last week with I was with Trevor Fuchs and Sean and Jim Skaggs and a few others from the show. Preston right. Wood was there. Right. Um, there's a few others. Uh, I'm trying to remember everybody's name right now. Um, but anyway, I saw there were cigarette butts laying in like dry weeds. Yes. And I'm like, I was getting so irritated. Yeah. I'm like, do people not get it? You know, it's like it's not. I, I think that's part of just habit for, for those people. And yeah. also just they don't care. Yeah. It's just, it's not that they don't get it; they just don't care. It's sad, man, because it just it really irritated me because I was picking up and it got tedious when I'm trying to get my fingers and right. my gloves on to pick yeah. these teeny cigarette butts. But I was just I was irritated uh, yeah. because it just made zero, really zero sense that people would do that. Um, you, so you so think people that be they careful. They would use a little bit more common sense. And I think that's a lot of the problem. Like yeah. I know this Harriman fire we just recently had oh, to burn structures. My gosh, some kids doing fireworks. Smoke bomb. Yeah. In the middle of the day, in the middle of the weeds. Right. Um, just, you know, people are like, oh, they, <clears throat> this is where I struggle a little bit. People are like, oh, they need to, uh, what do you call it, like go after the parents for this. And I'm like, that makes it a little harder, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, the parents need to be on the hook for it. They, they do. They do. Um, but yeah. I'll tell you what, if my kid did that and I was on the hook for it, I don't even know how to, how to what to do. You, Ground them for life. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, there's only so much you can do. No, there is. And actually, Grant Nicholas and I had a really long discussion about that too, because that kid up in Oregon, oh yeah, who burnt down the whole state, gorge, like what three million dollars he's on the hook for. Yeah. He and like maybe his parents too. Yeah. You know, there needs to be an appropriate level of punishment, but you don't want to hamstring them for the rest of their life, yeah. right? Yep. You know, you're like, okay, you're going to get a second chance, but you really need to pay severely. But we don't want to hold you back the rest of your life. Them and their parents. Yeah, and I think right? a lot, my my opinion too. I'm from the old school. I think they should make that kid do so much work, community service. Type I think stuff, that like, like a lot of it in, until he's maybe 24 or 25. Yeah, that's all you're doing. Yeah, mandatory stuff. Absolutely, man. that's all you're doing yeah, for the Forest right. Service too. Yeah, you're out there. You're rebuilding trails. You're you're Cooking doing for them. Yeah, when exactly. When stuff a like fire. that. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. I'm like, now you got to make them. Uh, make them pay. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then outlaw fireworks. I still, Straight I, I've up said that for Outlaw recreational fireworks. There's no need for that no. anymore. You have to have a license and you got to go training. That's the only way you can have fireworks. It's too, I mean, look at the money that's being spent. spent they said how much fires. money was being spent on this fire down here every day? Yeah. A million bucks? Yeah. Maybe more? Maybe more. And it's not the, and we've seen them all over the country in yeah. the West. Just I'm talking about our state, yeah, and then the fires south of Provo right now, yeah, that's but I'm a million dollars a day, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, is that worth it to you know have a kid in a driveway with a thirty second five dollar right. wow? I mean, I don't, I don't like fireworks. I'll go to, I'll see the big, big stuff. I, I'm yeah. more confident because they have fire trucks. They do a little bit better job there. Right, they got training. Yeah, but the random hold my beer, watch this guy. Yeah, or kids. Uh, the yeah. call the sack of fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. I have said that forever. So right. Um, oh, and the other person that was there last week, and I don't want to leave him out because I had a great conversation, Travis England. He's, okay. He's yeah. here. He's been from Bellingham. Right. 
Um, he he helped out a lot with the with the trash pickup. Super nice guy. Gotcha. Um, listens to the show. See, um, I so get him and Steven I know, mixed right? up all the time. I don't get them mixed up, but it's just like their names. It's the that same. whole England thing. Yeah. Throws me for a loop. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to throw out, because Jill kind of mentioned it, and I think it's very important this time of year, especially here where we're at, and I know other places, but when you're out running this time of year, please be aware of hunters. Oh, yes. Because it's season. They have a right to be there. They do. All right. Um, if they're in there, if they're supposed to be there, you don't interfere be, with them. You got to be careful. Yeah. You know, like I try and honestly, I try and wear brighter colors. Right. Me and Joel have been spooked more than once. Yes. We came across the turkey hunter up yeah. in the snow Oh, my gosh, yes. That scared the bejeez out of both of us. Right. Um, but, yeah, they have a right to be there. So just be careful, you know, right. for your safety as well. Yeah. Um, and it's, and you, be nice. Can, they have a right to be there. They do. They you know, and that's what we have done. Trails aren't ours just because we run on them. Right. right? I mean, Did you see, do you know who Andrew McLean is? Have you seen this? McLean. So Andrew McLean is like the godfather of Wasatch backcountry skiing. Oh, okay. He wrote a guidebook called the shooting gallery about you know different backcountry ski routes in the wasatch and so he and his wife who is a really good um um i don't want to say she might have been a nordic skier at one point but then she did some uh, rondonet uh, races which is schemo now okay uh, back in the day um they live up in Park City, and they were out on a hike, run. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up, too. <laughs> um, they stole a tree stand. A tree stand that was very expensive, mm-hmm. and they got charged for the felony. Yep. They had trail camera. They took a trail camera, too. I think the trail camera captured them no, they, taking they, the stuff. Well, they took the first trail camera, right? and there was a sec- one. secondary yeah. one that they caught him doing. He right. was like... Uh, official up there some, or a, she is well she's them. like a, an attorney from maybe yeah. park city or the district or something like yeah, that big. and he's a black diamond sponsored athlete yeah i, they, Did the you, picture, I saw the picture of him packing yep. that out yeah and it's funny some people are like well maybe he didn't know it no abandoned it's like come yeah. on no he knew, they knew what they were doing people were smarter than that yeah exactly these are these are two very smart and intelligent people who made a mistake yeah and he admitted it yeah that's good that he admitted it and yes. didn't try to skirt around it exactly but yeah, yeah i mean it's it has don't a right to do be that. there yeah i mean you don't have to be if you think it's abandoned you talk to the appropriate people yep and again you you don't. You could be opposed to hunting. Yeah, that's but, fine. But still, it's still legal. It is in those areas. It's still right. So you got to respect it, just right. like you're running on the trails. But it's that time of year, folks. Oh yeah, be so careful. Please be careful. Um, would hate to see anything happen to anybody for something silly because there's all all types out there, and you just never know what you come across. Um, all right, here we go. Ready? These are some these are some uh, thinkers for you. Oh, so we're back to the questions. We're back to Ask Trail Matters. I think all we right. covered most everything else. Right. Um, so we're, we're here at uh, Ask Trail Matters. So the first one we'll go into is from Rebe- uh, Rebecca in Oregon. Rebecca says, I'm looking to do my first 50-mile trail race near the end of June. Mm-hmm. The furthest I have run is a marathon, but have since converted to trails. What, what would you recommend for some good, long training runs leading up to a 50 it has about 9,000 feet of climb and a bit more descent. Oh, so she's already got it. Like, yeah, she's, she's got her, her race is yep. there. Uh, she wants to know, should I look to schedule a 50K in the early spring? Uh, question mark, just do training runs? Question mark, what about weekly mileage? Question mark. And then it says, okay, just tell me what to do. Okay, that's easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> number one, definitely register for a race in the spring. There's a really good one up there in Oregon. Um, I can't remember the name of it offhand. It's like a 40-mile race. It's old school. 
Is it in Portland? Um, I, I think I have one. It's not Portland. I think it's like Central Oregon. Oh, okay. Because the one I'm thinking is the Tillamook Burn. It's in April. Okay, that's a good one. Go it's for in that. Tillamook, Oregon, yeah. which is by the Cheese Factory. Oh. So she has to do that now. And so that's why it's on my radar. I just pulled right. up my sheet for next year, and that's yeah. what came up. All right. You know. So there, we got that taken care of. So they have definitely a have to do that. 50k and a 20 miler. Do the 50k. So, so that would be good, right? Yeah. yeah, in April. I mean, she's still got. She can do something in Two May, months. right? Yeah. She can do some, another fifty k in May. Yeah, and that would help uh, work on your nutrition. Yep. Um, Strength. Because if you're doing nine thousand feet of climb and a bit more descent, that's that's a pretty good course. Yeah. You know, so you got to make sure. And I don't know. Well, you live in Oregon, but I don't know where at in Oregon. Um, as far as some getting some vert in, right? And I don't know where your race is. Um, so if you're like altitude, that could pose a different thing. If you're living in near the coast in Oregon and you're going somewhere with altitude. Right. So I think Joel's right. I think absolutely do a 50K if you yeah. can, uh, for sure, in the sp- early spring or, like I said, like April. spring definitely. Yeah, like April, do, do a 50K. That's a good mm-hmm. way to work out some of the kinks. Right. And we said back-to-back long runs are, are huge. Yeah, I believe doing, that. Doing that once a month will definitely get you prepared for your 50-miler. Yeah, but I think if you've done a road marathon, it looks like, because you've converted to trails, looks like it was a road marathon. Right. You know, you've done the some of the distance. Yep. You don't have to worry about, you know, that's where marathon distance will dip. You don't have to go all the way to a 50-mile race. No. Or 50 miles before you run 50 miles, but a 50K is perfect. It is. Um, it gets you right there. And as Joel mentioned, if you can do some back-to-backs, it's awesome. After mm-hmm. your rate, after you do a 50K race, say, in April, if you go out the next day and just do it, just loosen up a Even little a bit. Even a 10-miler. Yeah, that would be huge. Oh, gosh, that um, goes a long way. But, yeah, I think that's it. And then, you know, kind of throw... Nutrition and your hydration system. Make and sure your that drop those bags. two are dialed. Yeah, and just kind of figure That's out what, what you want. That's what the 50K race gives you the opportunity to test. Yep, so I think that would be perfect because um, it's going to be tough. It'll be your first one. but uh, You'll love it. You'll love it for sure. Yeah. Um, hope that helps, Rebecca. If you have any other questions, definitely feel free to chime in or, or listeners chime in on the Right, the if Facebook we didn't page. cover that thoroughly enough. Yeah. Ask us to come back and revisit it. Yeah, but as you as you said, uh, would you recommend for some good long training runs leading up to the 50? Um, so the races take care of the training yep. run. And should I schedule a 50K in the early spring? The answer is yes. Just do training runs. No. No. Mix of both. What about weekly mileage? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Everybody's different, right? Yep. Everybody's different. I think, I think less is more, meaning that if you're between 40 and 60, that's probably appropriate. Miles. 40 yeah, and 60 more miles. More is... Probably too much. Yeah. I mean, if you're consistent with that type of mileage, you're going to be fine, especially right. if you have that 50K under your belt Yeah. Um, to kind of understand. And then judge it. I mean, hit that 50K, see how you feel after, and say, yeah. oh, I need to work on climbing more. I need right. to, you know, as Joel said, through the through the winter months leading up, get in the gym. Yeah, get you in know, the gym. Lift. Do some, listen to our last week's podcast lift. about, uh, what was it, episode 105. Joel gives a good breakdown on some things to do in the gym, so... Hope that helps, Rebecca. Great question. Thank you so much for sending it in. Uh, next question comes from Mike in Utah. Mike says, GPS watches, Ooh. Garmin versus Sunto versus others. What oh, gives? Man. I hear great things about the Sunto 9. Is it better than the others? Is it worth the price? Help a brother out. Is it worth the <laughs> price? No. <laughs> None of them are worth that much. They really, Let's be honest. I yeah. mean, if you're dropping 600 bucks on the watch, that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, but it's almost, it's not really essential, is it? No. No, it's not. It's not essential, but you I mean, can you're use, if you've got a phone, you can use your phone. You can use your phone. Yep. And for shorter stuff. Yeah. Whatever your battery of life is on your phone, you can just get the Strava app 
and you've got it, right? So that way you don't have to spend the money unless you want to have that wrist accessibility, which is kind of nice. It is nice. So look, you're like, okay, I, instead of pulling your phone out all the time. Yeah. Um, or if you even know how to get a deal on one. Yeah. Garmin I, versus Suunto versus the others. I I'm, think I'm a Suunto all, guy, though. Yeah, I think they're all kind of similar. I've had I've had Garmin in the past. I know there's it's it kind of comes oh, with the same man. thing as a shoe thing. Time ago. Remember those the, big, the, huge the computers? Big one yeah. With the orange. That's I one remember I, those. I gave mine away. I, I'm not sure reminds that. But uh, again, I think a lot of it's personal. You can hear you can have that debate. You can see it yeah. on all the social media blogs on right. all the running things. There's lots of reviews out there. I, I have used Garmin and Suunto. I have not used others. Yeah, so the Apple say, one. I'm kind of interested in see how Apple four. Yeah, yeah I, that, I, for some reason that, that's got my interest. Well, that one will do except stuff like my, send alerts and send for my wallet is not interested. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, you four, get the EKG on it. Yeah, you get yeah, all kinds 500, of stuff. Five hundred, maybe almost six hundred. I think I saw Jeez. at one uh, point. But I'm a Suunto dude. Yeah, um, like Suunto. I've got the the Spartan Ultra. Yep, I love it. Yep. Curious with the nine, just for the simple fact of the battery life. It's got a bigger battery life. Yeah, that's the only difference, right? I don't know. I haven't dove into I'm gonna it. I'm going to say... Until we yes. get a Suunto 9, right. um, which... Um, and I even looked at what... Shameless plug. Our cost is on the Suunto yeah. 9. It's still... Still... Uh, couple it's still hairy. Hands. It's still hairy, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, until I get a Suunto 9 to test it out, um, I can't... I'm not going to feel comfortable saying is it better than the other Suuntos, because right. I do love that Spartan. Oh, the only setback on that is, is the battery life on the long stuff. Yeah. Um, but... I also have the older, what the was Ambit it? Three. The Ambit 3, which is a little bit longer battery life. It's almost 30 hours yeah. if on the slow GPS setting. Yeah, but but I, I would like to I would like to try the Suunto 9. But, uh, but yeah, my yeah I would get Suunto 9 and then get rid of my Ambit, Ambit. and the Spartan. Spartan. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is personal. I mean, we'll say this. There's people listening right now that are Garmin people. There's people listening that are hard. Fitbitters. Yeah, you know, there's people that are listening. What's that other the one? Garmin. Epson. There's that Epson company. Oh, yeah, that's company. right. That, that tried to make that run. Yeah, there's a few other smaller brands, right. I think, off the top of my head. But uh, you definitely have Garmin and Suunto as the front runners. Right. Um, after that, it kind of depends on what operating systems you want to use. Right. I think they're all really similar, they, right? I don't know if you can really do that much differently with them. I know Phil Lowry geeks out over yeah. the Garmin Phoenix. And he, oh, yeah. He that says one. that one is much more accurate. My level of need for accuracy is not as great as his, right? Like, I don't mind a little bit of variation. Yeah. It's not going to upset me. Yeah. But I think if you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I had to have it to the tenth of a mile. Yeah. Phil says the, the Phoenix is the way to go. Well, and I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest. Some of the stuff, there's so much on those watches I will never use. Exactly. And I'm not a technology guy. I just want certain things. I don't care about my heart rate. I don't care about track back, right. which could come in handy. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it, a lot depends on what you are looking for. I right. look for pace, distance, miles, time of day. Time of day. And I like climbing too. Yeah, vert. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But other than that, I mean, there's I have the Spartan, and there's so many features that I don't tap into. Exactly. But I love how easy it is once I get done with a run, right next to my phone, Sinks boom, up. sends it to my phone, mm-hmm. boom, send it to move count. And you're done. Strava. Yep, you're yep. done. So I do like the ease of that. And I know Garmin has their own system too. So. Right. But yeah, I hope that helps a little bit. Um, yeah, if I'd like to get the Suunto 9 sometime and I right. can give a better review on that, but I do like the Spartan Ultra a lot. Right. And don't, don't discount your phone. Yeah. I mean, you've already got it. You've already Hopefully. Probably paid for it, right? Your Megan yeah. just got her flip phone. That yeah. probably doesn't have that put capability. That Stra- put the Strava app on your phone, and it works just great. Yep. 
So yeah, I think that's uh, that's our two questions for the week. Please keep the questions coming. Mm-hmm. Um, these these two came in last night, both of them. So I was kind of getting nervous. Okay. Like, well, we're not gonna have a question because we didn't get a closing quote this week. That's okay. So we got some uh, listeners snoozing. Um, but yeah, it was a busy week. A lot of races. We have some more coming up. Um, I don't know what we have going on exactly this coming weekend, the twenty second. Not sure um, either. But I know the week after that we have the bear. The bear. The bear. Um, yeah, and I just got my hotel room for the Capstone race, Did Turtles you? race in nice. December. Dude, I'm telling you what, uh, hotels in St. George right now, they're giving them away. Are they? It's for that time of year? Yeah. I thought that'd be kind of pricey. You going back to the Red Lion? Yeah. Or did you step up? No, I didn't need to. It was like 60 bucks. That's great. And you get breakfast. Yeah. I'm like, and I even, so I got it for Turtles race, and then I scheduled again for a weekend in January. Nice. Because it's 60 bucks a night. That's a good deal. And that's a good Red Lion, and it is. we know what they got to offer for exactly. food in the... Mexican restaurant that's attached to it. Oh my gosh, that is such a gut bomb, but it's so good after. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so I got the sweet $60 hotel, so I'll head back in January again just to kind of get out of the weather. Right. And I think that'll help me out. So December I'll go, because I'm going to run in Thanksgiving. I'll be in Colorado Springs, right. hoping to find someone to run with there. Mm-hmm. December, Capstone. Yep. January, I'm heading back down to St. George. Nice. You turned me on to that last year, so I enjoy those trails that time of year. It's awesome. And then who knows what's going to happen after, like, if I'll do anything in February coming forward. I'm sure you will. I couldn't pass up on those 60 bucks a night. I know, right? Oh, I was like, I'll take two. Yes. So we're we're scheduled through Hotels.com, baby. Go go back to the Creepery. Oh, you know I am. Get some coffee there. I might go back to that chicken place. Oh, Viva Chicken. Viva Chicken down there in St. George. You got uh, planned out, man. I like it. I'm a planner. Yeah. I'm a planner. Uh, I got San Diego coming up in October. Um, but yeah, we I encourage people. I mean, we don't, it's a, it's a plug. I mean, Turtle's not doing anything for us, Turtle. Um, but the Capstone Race, December ish, yeah. second week, like the eighth. It's a hard race. It is. Uh, it's a few different distances. The first and it's a loop, lot of fun. The, the first way you run it, it's it's runnable, right up the hill. The yeah, climb. Yeah, yeah. you, That's ran, you did good last year. I and watched then, you run away from me. Then the downhill is. Technical, technical for a bit. and scary. If but you trip, you're going to lose some teeth. But it's fun. It's fun. I'll tell you that top ridge line's a fun time. It's weaving cool. in and out of stuff. That, that is was really my favorite part. Pretty. Yeah. And then he has a washing machine style, which means you turn around and run back up. That's a hard way to go back up. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. And I know uh, registration's open. Love yeah. to see you guys down there. Support turtles for good cause. It Starts at noon, so it's kind of laid back. It's like another one of those. It's the weekend before Nordic Valley, so it's yep. my like decompression zone before things get hard. It is? Yeah. Okay. The 8th, and ours is the 15th. Okay. Um, so it's a weekend before. Um, but yeah, if, if you don't have time, head down, go to Ultra Sign Up. Sign up. It's inexpensive, and it's a lot of fun. That time right. of year in St. George, really, as I just found the out, inexpensive. Fantastic. Our weather was awesome. I did a sleeveless set last year. Yeah. Um, and we sat and interviewed at the finish line. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see some more people down there to hang out. Joel's not headed down. No, nope, so I'll be, be in Arizona. I'll be solo, so I'm going to need some people to talk to and, and be uncomfortable around. So make sure you show up. Other than that, yeah, check us out, Nordic Valley, 7K, December 15th. We'd love to see you there. Help support the Trail Manners podcast and our races. And uh, we also throw it out there since we're there. Ogden Trail Running Festival, May 3rd and 4th in 2019. Last year, we took it a step further. This year, uh, we're looking to do do some good stuff. That is open for registration and also for sponsorships for that. Um, I think that's it for this week. Single track session number 106. Uh, Eric and Joel, we're out. <laughs>